MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. You found primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network. You have indeed found us Monday night primetime action live from the South Point Hotel Casinos. Tip of the strip here in Las Vegas, Nevada. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. Glad you could join us. What a night. Monday night football. Colts and Ravens coming up. Oh, a little more than an hour from now. And two baseball games, including one that starts in about seven minutes. Could be an elimination game, Matt, between the Rays and the Red Sox, namely the Rays on the brink of elimination. Yeah, that is something I don't think a lot of people were expecting. Not I. And Gil says, definitely not I. Not I. (laughs) Definitely not I. Uh, Colin McHugh on the hill for the Rays. Eduardo Rodriguez on the hill for the Red Sox. This is Red Sox minus 120. Colin McHugh and the Rays are even money underdogs. And this one we do have a 937, 637 Pacific. Alex Wood for the Giants. Max Scherzer for the Dodgers. Minus 210 on Scherzer and the Dodgers. Plus 175. Wood and the Giants. A final from earlier today. Braves 3 to nothing winners on a Jock Peterson pinch hit home run. Over the Brewers, Freddie Peralta pitched well, except for. Except for that, really. Well, no, that was Hauser that gave up that. Uh, yeah. They gave up that bomb. So, uh, prompt pitch, pitch pretty well for them, but uh, didn't quite. I honestly didn't get any help at all from the uh, from the bats in that one. Of course, we had a postponement as well. White Sox and the Astros will play tomorrow. Yeah, Jock Peterson responsible for the three run shot for the Braves, second consecutive game in which the Braves beat the Brewers by the score of three to nothing after the Brewers took Game One two to one. So two to one in that series. It is two to one Red Sox tonight at Fenway. And later on, the Giants and the Dodgers. I made a principled plus 180 wager on the San Francisco Giants because it's disrespectful. It's my reasoning, basically, beyond anything. That's a little later on tonight. We'll talk about the uh, Colts and the Ravens tonight. Obviously, by the way, here are all my plays. Ravens uh, to close out a teaser, which I know you have the same situation. You have multiple teasers to close out with the Ravens tonight. Uh, I am on the Giants at plus 180. And then a trio of tennis picks. First one uh, dropped a set in the first one, Danielle Collins, plus 110. But I got Babora Krachikova a little later on against Amanda Anisimova. And Paola Badosa against Coco Goff in tennis. That at Indian Wells in Southern California. Uh, Some news just came down in football. There's a bunch of football news today. And we'll talk all about the NFL yesterday on the show today. uh, On the run-up to tonight's game and even through tonight's game. But Trey Lance sprained knee, and he may miss some time. So a quick check of the 49ers roster reveals there isn't another quarterback besides Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. So I'm assuming Garoppolo, who did get some work last week, now is in the driver's seat to be the Niners quarterback this week. I would have to assume that that's the way that they're going to go with all this. Yeah, I mean, you know, look, it was one of those deals where if he was healthy enough to play, he was going to play anyway. Trey Lance was not ready. This was one of the things that we kind of harped on here leading into this game. He pretty much showed in that game, look, he's he is there's a ton of upside. You could tell there was there were flashes for sure, and certainly from the rushing side of things. I mean, that's one of the things if you're a if you're a big fan 
of the 49ers, you have to be really excited at least about that, right? I mean, he was he was uh, you know 16 rush for 89 yards in that game, but the 15 of 29 for 192, a really bad pick, and just you know he. I think Shanahan kind of tipped his hand that he, he wasn't ready to play, right? I mean, he, he knew what he had in Garoppolo going into the season, and he still chose to go with Garoppolo because he thought that that was the best chance for this team to win as opposed to going with Trey Lance, like some of, a lot of these other teams decided to do, including the Patriots, which we didn't think that was coming either. So, you know, look, it's uh, it, it was I think it was Garoppolo's job anyway had he been healthy enough to play this week. So uh, Trey Lance, get healthy. He'll be, you know, once they get eliminated from the playoffs, he'll come in. Uh, we say this week, but they actually have a bye. The Niners do yeah. this week. Yeah, so. they're on a bye. And Shan- Shanahan yeah. said it could be one to two weeks, though. So they're uh, by this week, this next week, this week six, and then week seven, Sunday night at home against Indy. Yeah. Who does not have a bye would be the Miami Dolphins. They go to London and take on the Jaguars, and it looks like at least Brian Flores saying this, that Tua Tagovailoa threw today, and he's hopeful that he can practice this week. Perhaps Tua can be the starting quarterback for the Dolphins in London. <laughs> they better, if you're a Dolphin fan, you better hope. Boy, this he, has been a bad, bad, bad experiment with jo- Jacoby Brissett. I mean, I understand he was down some talent there as well in this game, but he just he just can't get anything going, and he is just, he, for whatever reason, he has just become checked down Charlie. I mean, 10 10 targets to Miles Gaskin. Yeah, I mean, it's just, it's afraid to push the ball down the field. And this would have been the, seemed like this was the the Jalen Waddle breakout game here. Devontae Parker gets ruled out before the game. It seemed like, okay, this was going to be it, right? Like, this is where he's going to go nuclear and didn't happen at all. And it's, you know, a lot of that probably has to do with Jacoby Brissett being under center. I made the mistake of once I saw the the news came out, I went and took the the over on the Waddle yardage, which I thought was was way, way too short. It was like 51 and a half, you know, you know whenever that was thinking they were going to have a full wide receiver core out there. And that did did not get home. Yeah. The, the reason, by the way, all this is confusing with who plays who when is that it's up to teams to determine, those that play in London, it is up to them to determine if they wanted to schedule the bye week after their trip to London. The Niners, traditionally, as most do, did decide to have their bye the week after London. The Dolphins, by the way, will not. The Dolphins will play immediately after that against the Falcons. They want their they wanted their bye later in the season, and they got that week fourteen. So no bye after the London trip for the Dolphins, though there is one for both. Uh, pardon me for the for the Atlanta Falcons and the Jets this week. The Niners obviously didn't play in London, but that's that's what's going on there with the London game. So the Dolphins will have a game right after London. The Niners just a scheduled by that has nothing to do with London. Pardon me for the confusion there. All right, Steelers. Juju Smith-Schuster, surgery last night on his injured shoulder. He's out for the season. The procedure was successful. Tough loss, obviously, for Pittsburgh. Uh, Pittsburgh offense that I guess is showing signs of life. A heartbeat? No? Nothing? A pulse? I don't know what other medical term I could use. maybe. Um, This news should be good for one behind the glass over there, Kelly Bidlin, because Juju Smith-Schuster... Being out probably just means more targets for Najee Harris and probably will get him, you know, even more involved in this offense. Cause again, it's still we're still looking at a at a team that's hesitant to push the ball down the field. And and listen, they have the usage here for Harris has been really, really great. And if you look at this offensive rookie of the year right now, this thing is wide open. Oh yeah. I mean, as wide open as we could possibly Imagine so. Yeah, if I was Kelly, I'd be feeling pretty good about holding that Najee Harris uh, Rookie of the Year ticket right now. Right Jamar about Chase now. just needs to calm down. He's, he needs to calm down. <laughs> he needs to really. <laughs> really to Everybody else down. is cooperating, Gil, but no, yeah, he, Jamar Chase, well, not at all. I can, I can. Breaking news: I can assure you, he will not be on this pace for the entire season. Yeah. <laughs> so we can go. We can definitely go with that.
The quarterbacks are cooperating, though, so far. They are, absolutely. So far. Because any quarterback that just uh, breaks out, that'll be the end of all of them. Najee Harris or Jamar Chase. But that has not happened yet with rookie quarterbacks. Kyle Pitts, you called this perfectly yesterday. Without Gage, um, out of the lineup, without multiple weapons, it was... It was fine for Matthew Ryan, Matt Ryan, Matty Ice to go for Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts had a big game. Yeah, finally the breakout game we were thinking that he was going to have, you know, at least a couple of weeks ago here. He ran a route on 80% of dropbacks like we figure. I mean, he he's, yes, he's air quotes tight end. He's not really a tight He lined up out wide, you know, half the time. He lined up in the slot, you know, a quarter of the time. He got 26% of Matt Ryan's targets in that game. So every fourth pass went went to Kyle Pitts. I mean, like, this is what we expected we were going to get out of the guy. If you spend that type of draft capital, it was, it, you know, this is what we're going to get here. And listen, whether Ridley is back or not, he's the de facto number two for sure, no matter what. And I think his role is only going to increase moving forward. I mean, we're talking about this Offensive Rookie of the Year award and, and how wide open it is. Getting him at... 20-ish to one I was seeing earlier today, I don't think is the craziest thing in the world. And even taking a flyer on Kadarius Tony. that being said, the Galladay news did come out today. It looks like he's only going to miss a week or two. So maybe it's a, it's a little less. I was looking at, at Tony a little bit earlier today at 40 to one. If, if Galladay was going to miss some serious time, his opportunity, what whoever the quarterback is, was going to have to be just incredibly massive with all that wide, with that wide receiving core going down the way that he did. But um, looks like Galladay's only going to miss a week or two, so maybe not the bet to make, actually. Last night, Chiefs just absolutely housed by the Buffalo Bills in a fashion that I don't believe any of us really necessarily expected. Oh, no. Clyde Edwards-Alaire suffering an MCL sprain. He's out for a few weeks, that according to Ian Rappaport. So Clyde Edwards-Alaire now, a little injury to insult there for the Chiefs. Yeah, it's it's this Chiefs team, certainly a couple of injuries, but... Not near as bad as this as the Browns team. I mean, the Browns are just injured up and down. I mean, if you watch that game, one of the most entertaining games, regular season games I've seen in a long, long time. And the fact that they even kept it as close as they did, I think, is is shows how strong this Browns team is. But man, they just they lie. They had five different guys on the defensive side of the ball miss time throughout the course of the game. They had two different guys that didn't didn't go in the first place and. Even on the offensive side, there were guys going down. It was is just a a rough rough go for this Browns team. If they don't get healthy too, I'm feeling a little bit a little bit nervous about my my tickets. Your futures about my futures. I mean, mm. listen, long long way to go, but yeah. still, it's it's you know they still need to rack up wins. I mean, they're three and two. They still need to rack up wins here, and so you can't really just be sitting guys just for the fun of it. And and they have got uh, they got a lot of injuries. A lot of guys are trying to get healthy. We're gonna have to talk about that game later because that was a symphony by oh. uh, Kevin Stefanski and primarily by Brandon Staley at the end of that ball game. Uh, we will do prop watch for tonight's Monday Night Football game in moments, and we'll do a full preview of the game later. But just preliminary thoughts here, Matt. Ravens favored by eight tonight. Oh, little again about an hour from now, hosting the Colts. Ravens trying to get to four and one. Oh, they've moved to eight here. Seven and a half across the industry everywhere else uh, in the in the country. So if you want to play this uh, at seven and a half, you can. 46 and a half, the total pretty much everywhere as well. Yeah, I mean, I really, really, really like the Ravens here. I think this is a really good matchup for them pretty much in all, all aspects. Whenever you kind of look at their strengths versus the other team's strengths and I understand that the Colts run defense, we'll talk about that a little bit later as well, is, is much better than their pass defense. But And in thinking years past, this would really lead you to maybe want to take the points with the Colts. But Lamar Jackson's really come around as a passer. And I'm surprising to me as anyone else. And I think that he's going to be able to do whatever he wants to through the air tonight. 
All right, we'll do it. Prop watch next on the Colts and the Ravens. Uh, they are underway at Fenway, game four of the best of five division series between the Rays and the Red Sox. Eduardo Rodriguez and his 363 BABIP is very unfortunate. 363 batting average on balls in play looks to uh, get the better part of variance on that. But Randy Arosa Lorena takes him deep. Oh, what a catch in right field to start things out for the Red Sox. Huge. Hunter Renfro plays on the weekends for the Raiders, makes catches in the outfield at Fenway. It's unbelievable. We'll come back. Prop Watch next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at Primetime Action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VEASAN, the sports betting network. The NHL season starts tomorrow. You knew that, man, right? I, I was aware. And our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VEASAN Hockey Betting Guide now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead with in-depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season-long trends to watch. This guide is nothing short of a must-have. It's a must-have with key insights and data for both avid hockey bettors and those new to the sport, only $9.99. That's all it will cost you to give yourself an edge for the entire hockey season. Get your digital copy now for only $9.99. Once again, at vston.com slash subscribe. 12 and change Canadian. 12 and change Canadian. That's correct, in case you're listening there. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Prop Watch. Okay, Prop Watch. Looking at props. These are uh, for those new to the show. These are propositions. It's like Proposition Joe on the wire. It's like, hey, I may have a proposition for you. These are things that books offer for you, the betting public, to, uh, you know, perhaps make a wager or not. You don't have to. But if it's something that you think has some value, well, then you can dive in. We have player passing props. We have receiving props. We have rushing props. We have them all. Let's begin with the passing props for tonight's game. Matt, Carson Wentz, Lamar Jackson, the two starting quarterbacks, the yards, 229.5 for Wentz, 233.5 for Lamar. Touchdowns both set at 1.5, although the under is heavily juiced on Carson Wentz. And then picks, always set at a half. The under slightly juiced for both of them. I smile because the number has moved in my favor. Ooh, so which one? I feel, I feel good about this. I have Lamar Jackson over on passing yards. And actually, Kelly, as normal, you made this two hours ago? Yeah, just about. Up to 237.5 for Lamar Jackson and 232.5. Carson Wentz. So we have moved up four yards on Lamar Jackson and three yards there on Carson Wentz. So yeah, I'm, I'm on the over 227 and a half on Lamar Jackson passing tonight. So this team has been actually really, really good. And if you listen to any of our preseason content, you know, I was certainly super, super high on the Browns and a little less so on the Ravens. But the way that this offense has evolved has really kind of taken me by surprise and, and I'm coming around on the way that they're doing things as well. They've been so good on early downs. They're fourth in the league on early down success rate and they're third in early down EPA. And what we've talked about, like a lot of people don't see that what that does is it allows you to be a little bit more wide open with your offense. If you're looking down the barrel of second and threes, as opposed to second and eights and nines and tens on these second and thirds that you can take shots down the field, you can throw more down the field and what that's done so far with them being so good on those on those passes uh, so far is Lamar Jackson is is leading the league in completions of 20 or more yards down the field and and he's averaging 9.3 air yards per completed pass that's the highest in the league so far so his his passing game has actually come around a really good bit you know and and so 
you know, wrong. I'm wrong when I'm wrong, and it is what it is. And so, you know, he's, he's throwing the ball much, much better. And he's, he's fifth in yards per pass in the entire league on the season as well. And so you look at the way you go about attacking this Colts defense. This Colts defense is much, much better against the run than it is against the pass, like exponentially better against the run than it is against the pass. And so, again, assumption of rational coaching, and honestly, the Ravens are a sharp franchise. Like, they're those guys are, are sharp. And oh, yeah. so – they're going to they're going to go path of least resistance here more times than not, and attacking them through the air is the way to go here, which I assume is why this number's been on the move. I mean, literally, I got it, and it's moved ten yards, right? I mean, since 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 I got it here. If you look, also the competent quarterbacks that they've played so far, you know, Russ went for two fifty four against the Colts. Stafford went for two seventy eight. Now they played two. I'm not going to say Tannehill's incompetent, but it was the no ride receiver game. He didn't have any wide receivers or something like that, so he didn't he didn't get to the 227 that I need. He got to 197, and then Jacoby Brissett with no offensive line and all that got only threw for 199 against the, against the Colts. But you know, end of the day, we're we're now back to a competent quarterback. We're down back to a competent offensive line. We're back to all those things like that. I think we're closer to the Russ Stafford type numbers than we are to the Tannehill Brissett type numbers. So I really do like the over on Lamar Jackson. Now, that being said, it's all the way up to 237 now, Mm. which is now I still see a little bit of an edge there, but the edge has has gone fairly rapidly. So I would at least shop around if you wanted to play the over on Lamar and see if there's a number, another number that maybe is a little bit lower out there. But (laughs) this is um, jumping around even since we start. What did you say? 237 at the start of the segment? I saw two. It went to 238 and a half now down to 236 and a half. Oh, so it's super active right it's now. Super active. So this is one of those again, like Gil brought up a couple of different times. So this is this is the new new normal, right? In all this, like yep. with all these new betters coming, we would never see prop, prop yeah. move ten yards over the course of a day, much less flip flopping back and forth while we're in the middle of a segment. It's amazing. It's like, as if millions more people are betting. <laughs> Something similar to that. Uh, I'm just very anxious for this game, to be honest with you, just to get, lay my eyes on the Colts and see if they can actually provide something tonight. Mm-hmm. Uh, meet the expectations, perhaps not of yours, but of, of the conventional wisdom yep. that existed before this season. Player rushing props tonight. What do you know? Lamar Jackson tops that for both teams. 64 and a half. Jonathan Taylor, uh, justifiably the lead number there for the Colts at 57 and a half. I see you went low, though. You went to Carson Wentz here? This is this is. This is good stuff. All these numbers are moving in my direction. Now, don't get me wrong. People want to people want to bet overs as it is anyway. So, um, yeah. So I took the over Carson Wentz now up to thirteen and a half on Carson Wentz. So uh, the twelve and a half on your screen is now at thirteen and a half. I have over nine and a half for Carson Wentz on rushing yards. And so the explanation behind this, and you might still want to play it regardless. So Carson Wentz has actually been pressured because his offensive line has not lived up to what anybody thought. And now, oh, by the way, Quentin Nelson's on IR. So yeah. a bad offensive line is even worse now. Uh, he's been he's been pressured on, this is not a joke, 47.4% of his dropbacks. So every other time he's dropped back wow. this year, he has been pressured. And so what happens with all of that is passes, your, your plan breaks down, right? I mean, you're, you're, what you want to do is not allowed to, for you to do anymore. And so... It equals guys scrambling and having to run for their lives and, and broken plays and all the different things like that. And so uh, the other thing that kind of lends into Carson Wentz's over in rushing yards here is the Ravens are, are inside the top 10 in the league in, in blitz rate. This is something that we – this is something they would be in the top three so far, but then they played the Chiefs and 
people just aren't blitzing the Chiefs anymore. We'll talk about that game a little bit later. People just aren't blitzing the Chiefs anymore, and it's really giving them them problems. And so they've already played them. They didn't blitz them. They're still in the top ten, even with that, where they only blitzed Patrick Mahomes like three or four times the whole game. So, again, same thing. What happens? You blitz. There's fewer people out in the field. If you don't get home, then these guys can take off. There's more running lanes. There's things like that. Also, creates more busted plays. Uh, you have less time to throw to the people you want to throw to, so you just pull it down and you start running. So, really do like Carson Wentz over here. And the game's one and two when he had two good ankles. He's kind of sneaky athletic. We've talked about this before with Carson Wentz. Like, he's kind of sneaky athletic. In games one and two and he had good ankles, he ran for 23 and 37 yards. So, like, this is, like, way over. He did say his ankles feel way better, and they, too. And he wasn't even listed on the injury report. Both of them? This week, you know. So, Both. so, we shall see. Even last game when he had the gimp ankles, he still ran for eight yards. And he, and he had two bad ankles, right? And so, let's, uh, l- let's think that he gets there for us tonight over the nine and a half. I mean, even at the 12 and a half. I still lean towards 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 the over there. You might be talking me into one. Just might. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's look at the receiving props before we get out of here. Marquise Brown, fifty-five and a half. Michael Pittman Jr. What a what a quiet little good season he's having yeah. for Carson Wentz, fifty-four and a half. Mark Andrews, the tight end at fifty-two and a half. Everybody underneath that. Yeah. So I played a reception prop as opposed to receiving yards prop tonight um, on Paris Campbell. Now it's gone, so we'll we'll talk about what you actually can get. So I took under two and a half receptions. I think that was a mistake that they put that out there, and this quickly got adjusted to one and a half uh, on on receptions for Paris Campbell. And well, a DraftKings is actually still listed at two and a half, but it's now minus one seventy five on that. So Paris Campbell has played three games so far, Gil for for this team. He has three, four, and three targets. Hmm. So. He has to basically go a hundred percent catch rate <laughs> to get over the two and a half receptions that he has. He's behind Pittman, Pascal, Doyle, Hines, Taylor. He's behind all these guys. He's like number six or seven on on the chart as far as like getting looks for this offense or whatever. And somehow they listed it at two and a half. Now I, I think the other one that, that that goes well with that, Matt, is the fact that I think Hines are gonna see split out even more since they're all of a sudden trying to run Marlon Mack for some reason. Yeah. If we go if we go off last week where he had ten carries. Yeah. So the two and a half still out there, it's used to hell now. But I mean, again, the guy's gotten three, four, and three targets. He basically has to have a hundred percent catch percentage to get to get over his prop in that. So I thought it was a mistake. I hit it. It looks like a lot of people found it. It's now minus one seventy five on the under. But uh, yeah, Paris Campbell uh, under reception. Even if you find a one one and a half at your book and maybe it's plus money on the under, I'd still even go there because he still has to have a sixty seven percent catch rate on a guy that runs not very high. It's uh, he runs these very high variance routes, right? He's the speedster down the field, dude. And he's not like the guy that runs these super high percentage routes as it is anyway. Yeah. And I got, I got one prop bet in this game tonight. I did go Mark Andrews over on his receptions. Again, receptions, not receiving yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Andrews, he's had five each of it, each of his past three games, but especially the targets over the past two games, eight against Denver uh, last week, and then seven against Detroit. Uh, in the wind there. So uh, that's usually Lamar Jackson's go-to guy. So at four flat, I found it circuit here. I went over on that. Minus one point. And you too with uh, the Ravens to close out teasers tonight. All We're of us, all on that, yep. All of us tied uh, in with teams from yesterday. We'll come back. Fruit baskets. We give out virtual fruit baskets to those and the teams that helped us win bets this weekend. It's next on VEASAN's Primetime Action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on VSIN, the sports betting network.
Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your Visa free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24-7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to Visa.com data and analysis. You get everything Visa has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. Gil Alexander, Matt Brown, Kelly Bidlin. It's time for Fruit Baskets. Some bets are just more fruitful than others. Let's find out who deserves a fruit basket of their own for helping the primetime action crew win this weekend. Wearing, I didn't even realize I'm wearing the shirt. Oh, are oh, you? Yeah, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you see that? Bust yeah. off the jacket, man. Look, it's time, it's time to go I blueberry. I didn't realize I was wearing my fruit basket shirt today. Yeah. Or uh, gra- grape picking. I can't remember. We argued about this once already. Those are grapes. <laughs> grapes, yeah. Yeah. Because they're in bunches. Yes. So, you're I, up uh, first. listen, the, on a week where everybody was cursing kickers, and I mean everyone was cursing kickers, for us on this set, we actually. Um, we actually really needed kickers this week. I don't, uh, Kelly. I know you were gallivanting. Yeah, I was going to say, tell me about it, Matt Brown. I missed most of this. I was going to say, I, I know you were gallivanting around. <laughs> I was around at the stupid Raiders game. Tell me more yes, about it. Yes. So, uh, Greg Joseph from the Vikings hits a 54 yarder in order to cover the whether you got a point or a point and a half. Hopefully, you didn't get a two. Although I know Kelly, you did. Yeah, I have a two. I had a two that pushed. Yep. But uh, that gets uh, Vikings teasers home. Nick Folk hits a field goal uh, to win by three. If you were getting in on the eight and a half and getting that, to pay, uh, getting the Patriots down to two and a half, covers those teasers. That was so nice. that was good as well. And then uh, Matt Amendola, the kicker of the Lions. Uh, I mean, no, the kicker of the Jets. Uh, that's I don't know why he's got a Lions. Um, I don't know why he's got a Lions jersey on. But uh, anyway, uh, the kicker for the Jets um, is, kicked a completely unnecessary field goal. I mean, it was necessary slash. They put Danny, they put Danny Amendola on yeah. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not not Matt Amendola. Yeah. Um, the kicker for the Jets, it was a, look, it was a, it made it to where they could have possibly somehow gotten back in. But th- for two different reasons, the kicker, for Matt Amendola for the Jets, gets home for me because one, the unnecessary field goal also made the over happen. Yes. Which, remember, I was very scared about the over in that game. Yeah. I was very worried about that. The over hit, which was great, but it also put it within Jets' teaser number as well. Thank you to the kickers, I might add. Well, right, yes. And thank you because it was a 49-yarder for Amendola. It was it was 52, I believe, or 54 for Greg Joseph. 52, I believe it was. The, the Amendola one thing was, you know, again, Robert Sala down two scores. Probably should have tried a field goal with 52 seconds left. Opted not to do that. Then had a shot at a 31-yarder with about 35 seconds left. Opted not to do that. And then after a sack, because, okay, we'll kick yeah. the field goal. By that point, there's only 17 seconds left. Great for us, again, yes. with the teasers. In real and life. The and the over. And the was, over. That was a double winner. Double in, winner right In there. real life, I'm not sure what he was doing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, um, listen, he didn't have a monster day. He didn't light up the scoreboard. And you're going to look, and you're going to look in that box score, and you're going to say, why are you giving a free basket to DeAndre Hopkins? DeAndre Hopkins made two incredibly huge catches in the clutch in the fourth quarter for this Cardinals team, and also very heady plays as a veteran guy as well. One catch right along the sideline, and he made sure to plop down in the field of play to keep the clock running to preserve that lead for the Cardinals. Again, I was on the Cardinals in that one. I know, wrong side, guys. Well, whatever. (laughs) It it, it caches. And so, uh, super, super glad 
DeAndre Hopkins, again, being the vet that he is, two really clutch catches, and then and then having the, the wherewithal to flop down in bounds as well. And then, again, I always give it up to in-game betting, but listen, we keep talking about this. We're watch, you're, watching, you're watching the Cowboys and the Giants. You see Daniel Jones get up and then nearly fall back over from a concussion. You know for a fact he's going out of the game. You were able to get in on the Cowboys right then and there at either six or six. It was six, and then it instantly jumped to six and a half. But you were able to get in under a touchdown on the Cowboys live when you knew that Daniel Jones was going to be leaving that game. You had seen that Kenny Galladay had left that game already as it was, and you were able to get in for less than a touchdown. And then also for me, uh, as being as wrong as I was about the Chiefs and Bills last night, I texted Kelly. I had a mea culpa with myself. I said, like, I said, I said, hey, I, uh, I'm going to take the Bills plus five second half and Bills money line second half because I don't think this Chiefs team has any answer whatsoever for this team at all. And fortunately, was able to salvage a, a really, really bad position that I was in and on on the Chiefs last night. So again, in-game betting. If you're not doing it, it's what this show is. Is, is you know the foundation of all this. You and got everything. to. You got to take advantage of it. Yeah, I, I did. I did basically the same thing with the Cowboys. The same move you did. As soon as you went down, I, I, I put a live bet in there as well. And then Matt, 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 Matt texted me at half. He's like, "Man, I was wrong about this Chiefs game." He's like, "I'm going in on the Bills. I got nothing here in the second half." For many of us, the thing that matters the most in NFL weekends is Survivor. <laughs> and boy, if you had the Minnesota Vikings yesterday. By the way, if you had the Patriots too, but certainly if you had the Vikings, what a escape job this was. Vikings were, I don't know. Not so comfortably ahead of the Lions for most of this game. It was always a little tenuous. Lions just couldn't figure out how to get over the hump until they did. Vikings were trying to run out the clock and give the Lions the ball back with 1 minute 20 seconds and no timeouts. A touchdown up. Instead, Alexander Madison with a fumble stripped. No forward progress called stripped. Short field for the Lions. Not only do they score a touchdown, but Dan Campbell goes for two and they get it. So under a minute left, and the Lions have their first lead of the game by one point. But five plays. Was it five plays? I'll tell you exactly. It was 37 seconds. Let's put it that way. 37 seconds is all it took for Kirk Cousins to matriculate the ball down the field and get into Greg Joseph field goal range. And bingo, bango, the Vikings were winners, and everybody who had them survived as well. So thank you, Kirk Cousins. Thank you, Greg Joseph. I love you both. Those of us who had Minnesota, and by the way, they were well the number one. Five plays, 46 yards and 37 seconds. Joseph hits it from 54. Hugely popular, highest percentage survivor pick of the week. All of these teams, fruit baskets for hitting their teaser legs. Cowboys, Jets, as we talked about with a field goal. Patriots, never in doubt. Brownies, what a game that was. Cardinals, wrong side, man. Yeah. All of them got there. Fruit baskets to all. Teaser legs abound. And then random tennis players betting tennis all weekend. Let me just be the first to say, though, that this tournament has not been nearly as uh, ho-hum as the U.S. Open, as easy as the as the uh, U.S. Open. The courts are slower here. Apparently, that's given the numbers a little bit of a, uh, a little bit of trouble. But Christopher Eubanks, Diego Schwartzman, uh, that is not Anna Kalinskaya, but let's just say it was. That's Garbina Muguruza. Either way, uh, w- winners, you know, even though among the losers, uh, had some winners in there as well. I'm, I was just lamenting to you guys before this. There was a plus 450 dog that my number said to play today, and I just didn't trust it, and it came through, and I'm so angry at myself right now. But that's sports betting, a reflection of the human condition, Kelly. What, what do you got? Yeah, I got two. Uh, all the teaser legs that you guys touched on, uh, Cowboys with a 
the God teaser leg of the week for me, and that was that, that was easy. That ended up being easy. Patriots, Vikings, you, you guys let me know. It was, uh, it was a little bit harder than I guess uh, I guess we all thought it was going to be. Yes. But yeah, yeah, they got Just home. Just a little. They got home. Yeah, the Vikings numbers were on because I, I lost one, pushed two, and then I got one, and then one that I won. So it's uh, that was a little interesting with all those. Um, yeah, that was that for me. And then on Saturday, how about a little college football? We never do it. We never do much college football. All right. And never, we never. I never win much with college football either. But how about Mr. Kennedy Brooks of Oklahoma? That Oklahoma Texas game was wild. He goes 25 carries, 217 yards, two touchdowns. But most importantly, if you were laying three points with Oklahoma like I was, Mr. Kennedy Brooks decided to take it all the way to the house uh, in the final seconds of the game instead of setting, uh, sitting down and setting up a game-winning field goal mm-hmm. for Oklahoma. So, Mr. Brooks, thank you very much because that, uh, that covered the three. I should also mention thank you, a double thank you to the Patriots as well because I also bought off my position and took the points with the Texans. And I middled that thing. Wow! With the uh, with with uh, the points with the Texans and the teaser leg as well. So, uh, thank you for only winning by three. That worked out. Yeah, great. we talked about that a little bit on Friday, and that that was a mistake I made and really beat mm. myself up for the week before with the with the Titans situation rolling into rolling into the game against the Jets. I decided I was going to stick with my Titans teasers, not do it, not buy back on the Jets at all. Didn't make that same mistake this week and got doubly rewarded for yeah. it. Matt, yeah, it feels real good when you somehow hit the middle of there. You bring up college football, though. College football does deserve a shout. What a Saturday that was. Yeah. Between Oklahoma, Texas, and Ole Miss and Arkansas in the morning. Ole Miss, Arkansas was a track meet back and forth. Uh, certainly Texas, Oklahoma was. That followed by the scene at Iowa for the Iowa-Penn State game. Iowa coming back to win that one. Uh, remaining undefeated and now being a real, real good shot at perhaps not only a conference title, but maybe even an appearance in the playoff. And then at night, completely unexpected, Texas A&M not only covering against Alabama, but beating them outright. What a day of college football. A no fruit basket there for me because I live bet Alabama like twice. So that was no, no fruit basket. That, that, that was not cool. Do they have to send you fruit baskets if that happens? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how that works. And, no, and, I don't think so. No. And, and, and during that wacky Saturday, the preseason Heisman favorite got benched. Yes. Yeah. I mean, like, That's just right. let you know how wacky this season is already. Like, literally, the guy that was plus two fifty to win the Heisman got benched. Benched. Yeah. That's college football. College football, as my producer on a numbers game says, Jeff Parlay. It is what it is. Uh, we'll come back. We will uh, look at some AFC odds now that the Bills have knocked down the Chiefs. Changing of the guard, as everyone is saying today? Question mark. We'll take a look at the odds to win the AFC, and it will not surprise you now who the short shot is. Just find out. How far behind them the Chiefs are. That's next. Beeson's primetime action. You are looking live at primetime action with Gil Alexander and Matt Brown on Beeson, the sports betting network. Get in on the Bellator 268 action for free with the Bellator MMA Prediction Challenge. Answer questions about how you think it'll all go down on October 16th for your shot at up to $5,000. Head to DraftKings.com slash Showtime now to make your predictions before the fights begin. Who'll be one step closer to claiming the light heavyweight throne? Don't miss the light heavyweight World Grand Prix semifinals on Saturday, October 16th, live on Showtime. Terms and conditions apply and other eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. Once again, I went details and not details there. Uh, you know, Just wanted to change hey, it up. 
Yeah. However, you're feeling that oh, day, well, that moment is exactly how you should. Details go with yeah. in the in the in the heat of the moment. Here's you know? the deal. I, I know this is not MMA, but did either of you catch the sweet science of uh, boxing on Saturday night between Fury and Wilder? I really wanted to go to the fight, but I, I didn't. So the third of the trilogy, five knockdowns, right? It was unbelievable. It, I mean, first of all, controversial draw the first time they fought. Tyson Fury got the best of him in the seventh round. The second time, Wilder strangely blamed it on his outfit entering the, the ring. Uh, oh, I maybe forgot about that. It was too heavy, too right? Heavy. Yeah, it was too heavy. This one was, I mean, I got to, you almost, you leave with more respect for Wilder than you did before, even in defeat. You certainly have that same respect for Fury. That's, I don't think they need to fight again, but what a fight. Like you said, Fury was on the canvas twice in the fourth round. It was just unbelievable. And by the end, you were worried about Wilder just even getting out of that ring. It was just incredible. Just, yeah, it was one of those, I, I wanted to go, I didn't end up going, and then I didn't end up watching it live, and then, yeah, when I'm seeing the highlights, uh, I'm like, oh, man, I missed a real good one, too. If you get a chance, if you missed a Saturday night, you get a chance to see the replay a week from now, I absolutely and, say it's worth your while. And if you didn't, and if you were wondering, I mean, about Tyson Fury's gas tank, he left that fight and then went and got in the DJ booth with Steve Aoki at a club later. That Is that night right? And, and raved all night long in the DJ booth with him. So <laughs> he still had stuff left in the tank. He could have gone another. He could have gone another six, seven rounds. Apparently, I Matt was in the booth too. Matt, Matt was there too. I stood next to Tyson Fury, by the way, at the win one one day, like <laughs> last year. Have that word. Have that look. <laughs> a mountain of a human being. A mountain of a man. It's unbelievable fight. Uh, definitely take your time to uh, take the time to watch that next week. All right, uh, last night, football, and we'll talk about several games yesterday, but certainly the Chiefs and the Bills leaps to mind as one of the big ones yesterday. Chiefs end up getting destroyed by the Bills, and it was every bit uh, this kind of margin. 38-20 to 20 was the final score, a game that was delayed by lightning. You had to wait a long time for the second half to happen. The Bills were just as good in the second half as they were in the first. Josh Allen in this one completed a grand total of 15 passes but threw for 315 yards. Everybody was behind the defense, it seemed like. He was running well, too. Very well-timed runs uh, for Josh Allen. And really, the Chiefs had no answers on defense. They didn't really have many things uh, in terms of answers on offense either. And so the question becomes, is this the old changing of the guard in the AFC? Right now, we look at the AFC odds. Well, first of all, this game. Did I characterize it properly? I mean, it was a pretty comprehensive destruction. Oh. For sure. And and so I got to looking around and everyone is going to, you know, save your angry tweets because I don't care. Um there is there is there is a non zero chance that the that the Chiefs don't make the playoffs. If you look right now, Bills, Ravens, Browns, Titans, Chargers, there's only one spot left. Mm-hmm. So any slip ups along the way, any sort of Injury situation, any sort of anything, if this defense can literally not find its way at all throughout the course of the rest of the season, there's only one spot left. I don't know how anybody could call what you just said crazy. This defense cannot stop anything right now. Like, there's there's one spot left, and, you know, do the Raiders figure something out? No. Are the Bengals actually good? No. You don't think after watching what you saw this weekend that the Bengals are good? I I don't. I think they're good. Uh, Good. Okay. Good, yes. I'll give you good. Maybe I'm I'm just trying to be dramatic here. (laughs) But I'm just saying, in the end, I don't think those teams get by the Chiefs. If it was head-to-head, I think it would be 79% of the time the Chiefs are beating them out. But Well, if you look at that schedule, they might be playing for a playoff berth in Week 17. Ooh, that could be fun. 
because they play each other in Week 17. It could be. Who knows? It Here, could be for a playoff spot. Well, let's let's talk, okay. So the three wild cards in the AFC right now would be the Bengals, the Browns. I know we're doing this way early, right? Bengals, Browns, Raiders, and Broncos all at three and two. Chiefs are two and three on the outside looking in. So I think the Chiefs do get by the Raiders and the Broncos, and that would put them in, regardless of what the Bengals and Browns do. But I understand your point. The fact that we're even having this conversation, right, is newsworthy. Well, and I also think from what I've seen so far this season, Matt, even if they make it to the playoffs, I don't think it uh, matters because they're not going anywhere. They're not going though. anywhere. Not I mean, like, the, yeah. I think it's a perfect example of what you've seen the past two weeks. And, and listen, I might be on the Chiefs this week because guess what? They're playing an inferior opponent where what they did with the Eagles a week ago, Eagles didn't punt the whole game, but they still lost, what was it, 38 to 20 or whatever because they couldn't keep up with the offensive output from Kansas City. I think is I think there's nothing from what you've seen so far that you shouldn't think that's what you're going to get out of this Kansas City team all year. They're going to be they're going to be too much offensively for inferior teams, but teams that are qual- that are quality football teams, I, I think they're going to have problems with all year long. I may be 7 days behind you. If they if they can't shake Washington, even if they win a tight one, yeah, then I'm on board with you. The 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 other thing about this is, and again, I, I'm this is just the way that it's been. Like I'm not saying that Patrick Mahomes is not an elite player. He has not played elite this year. No, he has not played elite this season. He missed several wide open passes last night. He and now Tyreek Hill didn't do him any favors. Which by the way, another guy, Tyreek Hill. Tyreek Hill has elite speed. He is not an elite receiver. You know what I'm saying? Like, like two different times, stone hands. One one cost him a first down. One cost a pick six. They completely shut the door on them. Any chances of them coming back in the game and, and and all that. Like he's just not dependable with his hands. But you know, Patrick Mahomes missed a lot of open passes. He made some very questionable decisions a couple of different times. And and it's not crazy to think that that maybe he's kind of having a you know just he's good. He's good. he's elite as a player and he's still playing good. He's just not playing at that like. Hands down, no questions asked, number one quarterback in the entire league. I'm not questioning you at all, which I think we would have said over the last two seasons, right? And I don't think that that's the way that he's playing right now. And with that defense, that defense can't do anything. I mean, like, there's no way they can make it through the playoffs. They cannot get no. through a playoff stretch to win to win the Super Bowl. No, it can't happen. Kelly, you're right. Even if they got to the playoffs, there's there's no advantage. Like, of all defense. those teams you guys were naming with the AFC, like, I don't care because whoever they have to play first round there, Gil, like, they're losing. I don't care which one of them it is. They've, they've beaten Cleveland this year, opening day. Remember, the Philadelphia game was a lot closer than we expected it to be. They've lost to Baltimore. They've lost to the Chargers, and they lost to Buffalo. There's no shame in losing to those three teams, but I think we might be at a point where those three teams, Baltimore, the Chargers, and Buffalo, might just be better football teams than the well, Kansas City Chiefs. And this is what I was explaining to people who were saying, well, look at who they played. Well, who do you think they're going to play in the playoffs? Right. right. These teams. Yeah. Like, like, what do you mean? Like, that's that's the whole point of all this. Like, yeah. well, look who they played. Well, yeah, that's who they're going to play in the playoffs. By the way, they squeaked past the Browns in that in that week one mm-hmm. win. They in in that Eagles game was a little bit closer than even the final score. Did not force them to punt once. Yeah, like that was was closer than the final score really showed. I mean, like it, it's these are the teams they're going to be playing. So it, it you can't like go oh well they played hard teams. Well, that's who you play in the playoffs. You play hard teams in the playoffs. So the Bills are plus two fifty to win the AFC. They're the short shot. The Chiefs are second now at plus three fifty. The Ravens, who we're about to see tonight, oh about twenty minutes from now. Plus five fifty, the Brownies plus seven fifty, Chargers eight to one. Those are the teams in single digit odds. Completely appropriate. Yeah. 
on these odds because the Bills, the Bills schedule, so they go, it's Tennessee, Miami, Jacksonville, Jets, Colts over their next five. That's five games, six weeks. There's a there's a buy in there somewhere. But we're talking Titans, Dolphins, Jags, Jets, Colts. That's five wins for this Bills team. Like that's five more wins for this team. Like in in the bank. So I don't want to say I'm running out to bet that Bengals number, but sixty to one. I'd rather have a Bengals ticket in my pocket than a Steelers ticket, a Colts oh, ticket, for a sure. Raiders ticket, oh. a Patriots ticket, and probably a Broncos. How ticket. could you watch that game? And not and not look and see how incredibly live they're going to be in every game that they play because that offense is just is too good. It's too good for them not to be live in every single game. The defense can can do anything of note. Which, by the way, they were pretty good against uh, against Aaron Rodgers. I mean, they were pretty good against. It was just Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams have oh, an otherworldly connection it, I, that I can't even. I said this morning. There should just be a like string attached between the two of them. I've never seen anything like it in my it's life. It's incredible. He has a thirty-seven percent target share. More than one every three passes that Aaron Rodgers throws goes <laughs> to crazy. that guy. So like, the other team <laughs> knows where it is going. Yeah. One in every three passes goes to him, and it doesn't matter. And, yeah, and they seemingly the all get caught. You know, they seemingly all get caught. You know what team you didn't mean, uh, you didn't mention there? What you'd rather have that Bengals ticket then? The Chargers at eight to one, because that's the ticket I would. Oh, like to yes, I'm and not. I feel so good about my Justin Herbert MVP at forty to one. We'll talk about that game, Chargers and Browns, which was really the game of the day yesterday. Uh, we'll talk about that after the break as well. On the run-up to the Ravens and the Colts. Ravens favored by eight tonight. Trying to get to four and one. Colts trying to show that they uh, belong in this discussion we just had. Because as of this point, uh, they're not part of it. But we'll see if they have something to say about that tonight in Baltimore. Coming back on VEASAN's Primetime Action. 